excited. Thank you, everyone, to tuning into the podcast. This is Dating Over 30 Sucks, the podcast. We are having libations and conversations about situations. I am excited for my guests. And I know, again, I say this every episode, but I'm really excited um, to have you specifically because I didn't think I'd I didn't think you'd want to come or speak, and I, I, I didn't know. Some people, it's always hard if I should ask or not, because I'm like, I don't want to, you know, get people upset. But my my guest tonight, my guest today, my guest is Jahara. Hello, hello, Jahara. Welcome. I, 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 I'm like gushing because, like I said, it's hard to ask people to be on mm-hmm. the podcast because I don't want to offend anyone. You'll mm-hmm. <laughs> be like, this is. <laughs> My stuff don't suck. I don't girl. know something. <laughs> I'm gonna hit the robin. Do you right. not Do you see not me? See me? <laughs> uh, but no. <laughs> but when you when you hit me up, I was just like, oh, this is awesome. And and I was literally over the moon. I had told our other mutual friend, um, Roy, I was like, Yeah, I got Jahar. Jahar's coming. <laughs> and he's I love like, Mr. Roy. Hey Roy. <laughs> yeah. He was like, cool. I was like, this is gonna be dope because I know she's gonna keep it. We're like, she's we, our personalities are very similar mm-hmm. but different at mm-hmm. the same time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I know Jahara is going to give me raw. and give it raw, mm-hmm. but in such a great way. Because I told him, I was like, I mean, you did stand up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so good. <laughs> and I'm like, this is our Jahara. I know. <laughs> like, and I was so happy for the world. You know, when yeah. you, I was happy for the world to see who it, I, right? Who I truly am. Yeah. 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 And. Yeah. Or, or uh, to see these other sides of us, right? Like right, because some people, people put you in a box. Right, because they'll say, oh, she's this, she's a teacher, or she's and I'm a, a mom. mom and, it. and it's and like, I'm but like, she's oh. funny as hell. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, you know, you know I, there's other talents underneath this. This I'm a chameleon. Absolutely. Um, and, and I don't like being placed into a box. And, and the last, because uh, I've only been teaching. This is my seventh year. Yeah. It's not like I've been doing this straight out of college. Yeah. And, for, um, yeah. and so that has been all of all of a sudden my identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and now granted, I, God has blessed me in this profession because I have won some amazing awards. Absolutely. But other than that, I'm much more than Carter Just and Davis. Yeah. Mom. I'm much more than Professor Davis. Yeah. I am Jahara first. Right. Yeah. And I and I think what's so lovely about that, which goes into one of the fun things I like to start off before we jump deep into it, is how we met. Because I remember Ooh. meeting you. I'm I'm a little older than Jahara. Uh-huh. I came in I think two years before you, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and. I remember meeting you, and I remember um, it was, I want to say through SGA. Yes, that's exactly it. And <laughs> I remember somebody being like, um, you know, Sassy, you be really, like, you should mentor her. Like, I think she needs, like, guidance. And I said, well, why do you think that? Mm-hmm. And they were like, because, like, similar to how you came in, like, you know, she's very bold and she's outspoken and all these other things. And I said, well, I think she really doesn't need me as a mentor. She doesn't need me to tell her anything because mm-hmm. this is college. She has to find her way. Mm-hmm. She has to find her voice, mm-hmm. just like I found my voice when we were in school. Uh-huh. And um, I remember it was just like, well, just think about it. And I said, well, mentorship is generally something that is sought out. Correct. And it's something that's also prayed over. Um, right. And for me, what a lot of people do not understand that, when I entered into college, before college, I was very shy, mm. 
quiet, didn't know who I was in the visual. Mm. In my family, I'm the quiet one. Interesting. I'm not the outspoken one. I don't say what comes to mind. Mm-hmm. I was the quiet one. Mm-hmm. So by by being the first child out of four to go to college, um, that gave me the opportunity for me to find myself. Find yourself, right. And so what it allowed me to do was realize I'm a lot more like my family than I thought, mm-hmm. right? Because I didn't think that we had a lot of <laughs> things in common, oh, man, but yeah. clearly we do. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of people had that misconception of me needing mentorship without them realizing that I that God placed a yeah. lot of mentors right in my life or that I was very outspoken or this that and third. And granted, I was. I I can look back and at again, my we were seventeen. Like, yeah. 17 but I was like she was a freshman. Self. She should be. <laughs> seventeen. We're free. <laughs> and I was a little spunky. Yeah. I was a little spunky. That's how I met that's how I ended up in SGA because of my spunk. Yeah. Someone sought me out think, thinking, hey, your mouthpiece. We need it. Yeah. Um, and over time, you know, as you grow and as you matriculate through through college, you realize some things don't need to be said. Mm-hmm. Everything doesn't need to have an opinion. <laughs> um, who you going to start off in relationships with is not how you'll end it. Absolutely. Um, so it, it took growth. And my old soul caught up. Yeah. With, with itself now. And, that, and, and from us being in school together and, you know, we, we had some time. We worked alongside each other uh-huh, in SGA. Uh-huh. And then just personally, I've always – it was funny because as I was moving on and then moving into grad school, I remember being like, see, I told – like, she's <laughs> going to be fine. Again, <laughs> someone like me mentoring someone like her, I understand. You know, we're in school. But that was how we met, and I've, I've always um, – loved on we've always just anytime we see each other it's oh, yeah. always love it's, it's just always, always love, good yeah. we could talk forever, forever. Um, but it, it and so being on here i thought it was great because i was like i was just excited i was just over the moon so excited. we'll I'll, I'll start with you know the first official question you know why do you think Ooh. dating over 30 sucks <laughs> I think because we compare it to how we were in college. Mm. I think because we compare it to how we were in our 20s. And for me, I didn't pay homage to my 20s. Mm. Um, at a very young age, I got married. Okay. At a very young age, I had children. At a very young age, I got divorced. Mm. That was the consistency of my 20s summed up. Wow. So from 20 to 29, Ooh, that's kind of, that man. was. I graduated at 21, <laughs> got married at 23, had my first child at 20, 25, 26. Ooh. Like you were like, boom, boom, boom. boom, boom. boom. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. My my ex and I, we, we dated for a year. If that. A year, year and a half, if that, a year and a month, mm. because we were friends in college. Yeah. And so going off the preconceived notions of what love should look like, mm-hmm. right? And I was young. I sh- I had no business. <laughs> like, if 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 21-year-old Jahar is sitting next to me, it's like, I'm nah, like, but you don't go sit your ass down, because what the hell do you what think you're you about to do? No, ma'am, you're not ready. Yeah. Because a lot of things go into your 20s. Right. I, I just told my godson in your 20s and my goddaughter, I said, what you need to do in your 20s is this. Make as many mistakes as possible. Yes. Oh, my God. I t- I you t- don't have to get it right. No, and no one is expecting you to. That because is my once motto, you turn yes. 30, Whew, that's you adulting. 
Mm-hmm. What you think now is adulting, but you have Ooh, no, no dependents. Ooh. You don't have no real salary job. Remember, like a hundred dollars was like ball. Like we was, I'm gonna ba- make it to the end of the I month. Like hundred dollars now. I'm like, can easy. I just make it to the end of the week? Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> easy. A hundred dollars used to be like, oh, I'm straight. <laughs> right, but but. You know, what I realize now, dating after 30, mm-hmm. um, what sucks about it is the expectations that we had of how it should be in our 20s. Mm. So you think that holdover. We hold on to That it. expectations. The expectations. Yeah. And you have to eventually let those expectations go. It's almost like what pa- Pastor Michael Todd said. Rip up your list. Ooh. Rip it up. And whether you're a spiritual person or not, what you thought your 30s would look like, just like when we were children and mm-hmm. thought that we were going to grow up and immediately be Absolutely. whoever we thought we were going to be, and then life happens because that's our biggest teacher. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. It's not. That ain't it. That ain't <laughs> it. Sus. 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 In America. Sus. Sus. That ain't not. it. So, you, so that's, I think, that's why dating in the beginning mm-hmm. sucked for me. Yeah. Because I had all these expectations. And I was one to, if I said I was going to do it and get it, I'm going to do it and get it. Absolutely. But that that's not how life works. So when you hit 30, not only do your joints hurt when you start getting Hello? out the bed. <laughs> Hello? You got to take your time. But you also have to Be take your time. Be making noises. I'm like, what, what is happening? Who said that? Oh, my God. <laughs> I just turned 30 yesterday. Right. It's so funny. I literally told Nigel that. <laughs> Like, I said, a lot is going to change once you hit 30. I said, but there's a body part that's going to click, that's going to snap, that that's going to creak a little bit. It's going to do something that it ain't you gonna never try to get up, done. And you're going to be like, ooh. Right. I said, and he was, it was funny because he had, like, laughed at me. And, and it was, like, right around, right before he turned 30. And a few months after, I said, so what body part was it? <laughs> because I was like, it, it just ha- it's something weird that happens at 30. And maybe 40 will have you some other funny slower. thing, but it's something you that clicks literally in and, your and, body. And, you know, my dad <laughs> tell me all the time, well, you have to get up here. No, no, it didn't take that long for me, Dad. Yeah. Uh, it took only a day. Yeah, it a day. It took only a, a doggone day. Um, so I, I think when we, when we talk about what dating after 30 looks like, and why in the initial part of the thirty, mm-hmm. it sucks. And and I might t- I might tap into a couple of married folks, but if you got married before you're thirty, mm-hmm. and then you both hit thirty, how your marriage was in your twenties, is not going to be the same in your thirties. And and that's just factual. Absolutely, because finances come into play. Oh yeah. Children come into play. Career changes come into play. Absolutely. And we end up being our parents' caretakers eventually. Yeah. Oh, that long-term thinking? I've never thought about retirement investments more. Until now. Until now. And this is why dating after 30 sucks. Absolutely. It's it's funny. You you mentioned um, that ripping up of those Mm -hmm. expectations Mm -hmm. or that list. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've talked about it, about some of my shallow things that Correct. were there in yeah. 20. And it, it, it should be shallow, right? You know, I'm 20. There were, <laughs> I was I'm living my, my best life. Um, or supposed to be. Right. right. I, I was blessed. I was living my best life. 
And so when you hit 30, it's interesting when you even just more so on the financials part of it. Like we I've talked in 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 other podcasts about the kind of those emotional, those social emotional, those attraction mm. things. But the finances, big part. it used to be, oh, well, as long as you're making this coming, the finances to me is it's like priority. right on. It's like God, family therapy, finances. Yes. <laughs> And yes. finances is not, I'm not talking about your salary. That no. we're talking about that salary for one k. How yeah, do you retirement. spend your money? What yeah, are you? Your what score. does sixty look like to you? Because for me, I want to be sitting the hell down, right? And doing something only doing what, what I, I want, want to, to do. do. And 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 to me, even when I, I remember a friend in mine, we were talking about investments and retirements and how I wanted to set up my retirement plan when I got my new job. And he was like, the the first thing you want to think about, how do you want to live your life at 60? And he said, because, right, because he was like, the, the bad thing is technically our generation is expected to retire at 60. I said, you got me, you got me messed all the way up. I ain't retiring at no 68. Um, but it's like, I know. And in, in, in the 70. But yeah. I was like, I know what I want my life to look like at 60. Yeah. And I'm 34. So how are we going to get there? And so even just the in-depth talk with my, and it was a guy friend. When we were talking about investments, it was funny in retirement. I was like, this is what I want my husband. Because I was like, it made me realize that was something new on my list over 30. I need to know what your mental is when it comes to the future and investments and retirement and what you want your life to look like mm -hmm. long term. Because mm -hmm. we, we got to be on the same page. Yeah. So so you, you just you hit something for me right there. Mm -hmm. So you, you're talking to a guy friend, but I think this is important. Um, and, and we were talking about this be mm -hmm. before. Um, practice. Mm. The purpose of the practice and the conversations within the practice of dating someone. Mm -hmm. I know I said that very fast. But it, it, it felt good. Mm -hmm. um, is the fact that you know what you want. Absolutely. So for me, um, and I told you this earlier, I may have been divorced for the past four years, but mm. I've been healed for two. Yeah, let's get into it. So being healed for two allowed me to now open my mind to practice in dating. Mm. Now look at every man that I'm supposed that I'm dating as the one. Mm, because he's okay. not. Yeah. He may not be. Yeah. That's God's decision. <laughs> and after right. I've already done this thing, let me tell you how I will not make okay. the same mistake again. <laughs> okay. Um, we're not going to do that twice. Yeah. Okay. First time, shame on you. Second time, I will shame. not have a shame on me. Right. Okay? All right. I want to be married. Whoever that young man is, hello, I'm free. Yes. Um, I want to be married to. <laughs> Pictures that young will man. be up. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the yes. good ones. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, no, but I want to be married to my next husband for a lifetime. Yeah. And so either way, while I'm practicing, right? And I, and I'm and I'm dating someone now that is absolutely amazing. But even so, he may not be the one. Right. So it's taking mm. those conversations, right? Yeah. To say, okay, I like this. I don't like this. This is a non-negotiable. Oh yeah. Because when I'm going out on dates, immediately, oh and this is a thing, women, ladies. We don't have to compromise. N I feel like over 30, that compromise is real thin. I don't have to try to give scenarios uh -uh. in my head as to why 
you act and do if I don't like Mm-mm. it, I don't like it. Mm-mm. And I know and that someone else will. But it does not it don't have gotta to be, be you. you. It, it's it, that's so that that hits on nails. There's gonna be people who's gonna hear that and it's gonna hit. Because there's that point over 30 where you also understand what compromise is. I feel like True. when you're in True. your 20s, your idea of compromise Ain't was, it. oh, well, you know, he may think this way, and though I don't think this way, I'll let him win this one. It yeah, was kind of no. like a, a win-lose situation. No, Maybe I get equally yoked. Right, that's and to me, I'm like, being. right, and I'm like, that's not, as we're older, we understand what compromise is, that meeting is, in the I middle. I want to watch this show. You ain't want to watch it. But we're going to watch this show because I wanted to. And then tomorrow, we'll watch the movie that you want. That's right. compromise. Compromise is, well, I'm here watching this. And if this isn't what you're feeling, instead of us even going down that route of we don't need to argue about it, we don't need, the compromise is there's a whole you, other You know space what? You just said something. You, you just said something. To watch. But, what you want to watch. But you know, when when you're when you're in a relationship and you just want the time with someone. Right. Or th- this being in that just same being space. In that space, right? I want you on my hip. I, I just want to feel your presence. You tend to compromise those things. But but overall, you're totally right. Yeah. When we're in our twenties, we can see we call them the little flags that you mm-hmm. put in your yard. The little tiny, the, ones. Little <laughs> ones Cause the little tiny ones. Because those little ones are easily, you can easily step over them, totally forget but they're there. But guess what? It'd it be a mile long. Mm-hmm. We add them up. Yeah. It's a mile long. You might as well put them all together to make the doggone flags as if you, the little poles when you're at the airport. Yeah. And they're reeling your ass on in. That's what they're doing. Yeah. And so you can't, you cannot um, overlook those things. Yeah. You cannot over at, at, but you know what? Over 30, you can't afford to. I don't think you can afford to. I think there's that time that we all really understand. We got a a time limit on it. And I think we're also looking at those little flags, similar to what you said. In our 20s, we let it line up. We let it get out of control. Now that we're over 30, we're looking at those flags. Because some of them, it's like, let's just go ahead and talk about this real quick. And if we can't talk about it? They turned the big ones. Right. And that's not what I'm willing to compromise. We're, we're not doing that anymore. No, because I have flaws and you have flaws. Absolutely. And and for me, you know, being raised in the church and, and all of those things, my mom is a pastor, my grandmother was a bishop. Um, it, it plays a part in in a lot of the, the mistakes I think I've made. mm so for me, you know, I love, I will never compromise my Christianity, but at the same part of being a Christian, um, trying to make sure that I stuck things out I shouldn't have stuck out is what made things hurt a little longer. Do you mind diving into that a little bit? Because when I think of you, you giving background on your family and your connection to Christianity mm-hmm. and your faith mm-hmm. how do you feel that has played a role in your you know even with your marriage and mm-hmm. in relationships and in dating so um for me 
Okay. Mm-hmm. If I'm if I'm being honest, and that's you know that yeah. Jahari has no other <laughs> way of being. <laughs> um, my parents were divorced when I was in third grade, and uh, my mom was my dad's second marriage, not his first. Oh, okay. Because my parents are eleven years apart. Ooh. And so, um, I didn't want divorce to happen. Mm. I saw my dad get remarried. My mom was remarried. Um, and equally so they were happy within their own, own marriages. And, and, and I saw things I I didn't like and and did like, Mm -hmm. um, but one thing after my stepdad passed, my stepdad passed away a couple of, a couple of years ago now. Um, and when my mom discusses that marriage, Mm -hmm. it lets me know that there's some things that, that God should have stepped in for. Mm. And so for me, after watching my parents, I do believe in generational curses. And I wanted to make sure that I fasted, that I prayed, that uh, I sought therapy, that I spoke to my pastor. Mm -hmm. I did everything that I was supposed to do. So when I walk away from the marriage that I was a part of, Mm -hmm. no matter how toxic it may have been, I did everything that I was supposed to do Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to leave there with any question marks. Yeah, I want to well, leave like, there the with what exclamation ifs. points. No what ifs. No, none of that. I want to leave with exclamation points. No question marks. Mm. Okay. Because when you have that glimpse of hope, is mm. what I think tends to bring people back. I feel like that little that what if sometimes mm. with people. I think that's what keeps that unnecessary relationship going yeah. when it's always a yeah well, what if well what if we did well, this time it's a Do little different when? well you know he ain't he don't got this vice anymore Mm-mm. i think those and, and even in just but even outside of marriages i know that, that even some of my friendships. friends in dating and fr- yeah sometimes we hold on to those little bit of what if those, those little times. strings for what yeah for, for wh- why and so for me you know um I watched my friends, my very close friends mm-hmm. and family members, uh, watch me go through something that I shouldn't have been through. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I know that at at this point, four years later, mm-hmm. I made the best decision. Okay. Because even though it was a mistake to stay, yeah, <laughs> I don't have the what ifs. Yeah. But in, in even with your faith, did you ever feel, not saying it would have happened, but did you ever feel that you failed God, right? Like yes. In, in our, yes. Yes. I, I think sometimes yes. as a Christian, like, yes. you feel like, I but this, like you know, we, we married and yes. we were supposed I to. I felt like I, but you know, that's when you are sitting there thinking you're listening to God, but you're not. Mm, who? That's when you think, and that's what I learned um, within the healing. Okay. You brought this on yourself because I never told you to marry him. Who? My wife. That's that's tough. And that, and, but that's a tough thing to face. Yeah. When you don't went through all of this for someone that you shouldn't have been married to in the first place. Mm. Someone that you fasted for. Someone that you prayed for. And for me... It was coming to the realization and looking myself in the mirror of what should you have done differently? You don't have no what ifs because we know you're not going yeah. back. 
<laughs> we know, we look, damn he did, sure. He did a lot. He did a <laughs> lot. <laughs> my God. Like, I should have a book out, but I don't want to embarrass my children. Woo. Woo. No, and that's a whole, that's a whole, I, I, Woo. my God. Like, that's, I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm that is you. true, because you have to think. Because in my mind, I'm like. Because get the millions. You could have. Because I can get millions off of this. But there's no, but there's no, but th- yeah, yeah. Why would I kids. do that yeah. when I have children to think yeah. about? Because I'm trying to pour something different into, into them. them. I'm trying to show them something different into them. And and there's a way to tell your story mm-hmm. without embarrassing oh, absolutely. the people that have to be left behind. Absolutely. And for me, it's it's just it's much more than Carter and Davis. Yeah. It, it's much more. I have to think of your children. Their their children. kids, yeah. Because once it, there's a certain amount that once is at the end of the day, once it's out there, it's out there. It's and out. I think there's a beauty in how you are telling your story outside of this medium, right? How we talk about you know what we've gone through and we talk about our story is it's very beautiful how you've narrated it mm-hmm. and and shared it and expressed it because. It hasn't gotten me hot, right? I haven't been hot where I'm like, if I see this nigga, period. <laughs> no, I, I, got I got some friends on the block, right. though, but, they, but they know they know, they know know the in-depth. And, so and, if, if they see them, they, they, they might, might get them. But for me, it's all, of, and like I told you, it's not about mail, but I don't mail bash. Right. Why? my kids. We were able to do two things right, mm-hmm. Carter and Dave. Yeah. Right? And so for me, that's what it's about. And, and trust me, every day ain't doggone sunshine and, and, and Lord knows. But I have to be my best self, and that's what I've learned. Okay. So in the midst of going through that divorce, mm, mm, it is yeah. what it is. But when you have to look at yourself to understand how will you want to date now? Yeah. Now that I'm 32, so we don't make the same mistakes before. <laughs> right. Because I think the beautiful part, you talked about that healing over the past two years. That healing has happened now. Yeah. In your 30s. Yeah. It didn't happen in my 20s. Yeah. Because I was still immature in my 20s. In my 20s, it was like, okay, so how, how am I going to have them up? <laughs> right. I, I got, I got how we going? Yeah. You know, I got people calling me saying, all we got to do is, and I'm like, no, no, no. That's the father of my kids. I believe in karma. Yeah. I do believe in karma. And that karma may not come to me. It may, it come, may come to my to kids. Him. Yeah. And so it's, 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 a whole, it's a whole lot of that. It's a whole lot of faith and spirituality. And you know, and this is the thing. A lot of people talk about religion but don't have a relationship with God. Mm. They think, oh, I read the Bible. I go to church. Mm-hmm. But what did you do after? Yeah. To me, it's like, where's the spiritual connection? Where's the spiritual connection? Because that's where the relationship yeah. is. Patty LaBelle said that when we were in college. Yeah. Okay. Because I love me some Patty. All right. All right. Um, and I heard it from her, not a minister. Mm-hmm. I heard it from Patty LaBelle. And when she said it, I thought, you're right. Because when I was in college, I was a religious person. Mm-hmm. Because that's what was bestowed upon me. Yeah. 
But we were going I, to church. I mean, I remember it, that's how it, it was a bite. It was like a Bible thumping over your head. Yeah. So this is how you should be. And I think also for us, when we went to school, one of the big churches that a lot of us all went oh, yeah, to, yeah, 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 yeah. it yeah, yeah. had the appeal. It, uh-huh. it truly appealed to millennials. It appealed to college yeah, students. Yeah, they catered to us. They yeah. gave us rides. They gave us food. They had um they would have uh like bible studies on campus you know i remember being at bible studies on campus from you know our our ministers and our leaders and and being in a school in north carolina in a bible belt state um it was it was it was very much so ingrained in us Mm -hmm. and not that i didn't I used to go to church. I'm from Maryland. That's, you know, I I went to church tonight. We're all godless in the north. But when I came. <laughs> it does to, appear that way. It appears it that way. It does appear that way. We're not godless way. in the but, north. But, but you're not. But it does. We, it really do appear that way. We, But we are all. It's funny because, believe it or not, in Maryland, specifically in PG County where I grew up, there are two really big churches. One of which yes. I grew up in that church when it was a small church in northeast D.C., and it grew, it, it, and it, it's it's now a mega church. Yeah. Um, and so it, it, I, I say all that to say we are, especially as black people, we grow up in, in the, the church. church, especially for a lot of us. In the church, right? But it, and, I, I, and I think a lot of it has just been the uh, what our parents. And our grandparents and in our descendants of slaves grew up when it came to to being it's, in the it's, church. Is is what we rely on for pain. Absolutely, because because our life is pain. Our life is pain, and so for me, I had to learn to praise Him no matter what. Ooh, yes. Even if I'm having the best day, this is the first year. I told my best friend, I said, "This is the first year I found joy." Okay. This is the first year, as an, as an adult, mm-hmm. right? This is the first year that I have found joy. And I, I've had my, my sad days. We all do. Right. Um, and this year is a tough one. And this, <laughs> but, you know, when people talk about 2020, it's been the best year I've had yet. It's I've, I, I published a book. Whoa. I've started a nonprofit. I have started a new job in just a couple of weeks and moving mm-hmm. back to Raleigh. I have raised and continue to raise two beautiful children. I've had not to want for anything because God has blessed me. Yes. And I still have a job and a roof over my head and clothes and food to feed me. In in the midst of such a, a tumultuous year. Absolutely. And there are and, and I don't take away from, from those anybody who are that's struggling. And I know people who because are me too. Me but too. But I will it's funny you say that because I agree. I was like twenty twenty overall is a mess. But for me I personally, truly, little, for me personally, thrived. Blessings on blessings on blessings. Because I needed literally this. Literally all year, even with my health issues this year, blessings on blessings on blessings. And, and even having this podcast, something that was a thought, a funny text message to that friends. That is no longer a thought. It's no longer a thought. And, I, and, and even as I started doing this, I was so scared, and a lot of my friends will tell you I was calling because I was like, well, I don't know how I'm going to do this, and I don't know how I'm going to, you know. But, yeah, 2020, it's it's been, it, it's for me, it's been a blessing. And, and even in the, like you said, the, the down times, the sad times, the craziness of my job and converting, even when I was doing this, I was like, okay, I got this, but I don't know how to edit. I don't know how. 
this has been such a blessing. I mean, now I'm I'm at this point and I'm having so many great conversations, but this year has just been so awesome. And I know it's hard for people, some people, you know, who may be going through a lot, but it's been awesome. But I really believe it's also having that spiritual connection because through my ups and downs and whether it's personal, it's dating, it's financial, whatever, through all of the ups and downs, as I've gotten older, that spiritual connection. Yeah, yeah. And I think our generation and our friends, we're realizing that spiritual connection is, is great. Because folks can go to church twice a week and still be in there and, and not don't, ha- don't get nothing. I mean, you talk to them like, didn't you just leave the, like like the old folks, didn't you just leave the church house? Right. Like, because this is this is the other this is the another thing I think that that people are missing. Okay, because someone like myself, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not so much of a diehard Christian that I don't enjoy um, cursing from time to time. Uh-huh. That I don't enjoy uh, drinking <laughs> from Raj, time to time. Right. Okay? No, uh, but can't nobody tell me about the the relationship that I have with God. Absolutely, because it shows for itself. Absolutely. I think when you put judgment out the window mm-hmm. and you look at the hearts of people, that's how you grow. That's how you grow. Um, and I know we don't went off on a tangent because I I really want to get into how this dating no, after 30. No, but I think what's beautiful about that is having that connection because when we, we, we talked about lists and we talked about what we look like, uh, what we look for – after 30 yeah, yeah yeah that spiritual connection is very Makes important to me part. because to me i i've met guys in the church me too and they still be garbage I'm like, what because to what me i'm like we're i'm not seeing the connection so so this was a myth right oh that used to be a big thing i went to like two church mixers in my 20s because i was like i guess this is where i'm gonna find them that's where i'm gonna find me no, a good one no that's a myth it ain't true not saying there ain't no good men in the church i'm but just saying that to me that myth. spiritual <laughs> connection is very important yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and and that was beautiful that you brought it up but i i'm i want to get to one that i know is going to be very funny <laughs> because <laughs> we have both talked about oh. it and that is the dating app so you are you are newly well you you know you're you're post-divorce and you're 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 in this 30s yeah how how well how many apps have you been on have you shoot lord um how many apps have you been on you didn't think i was gonna ask you that one (laughs) you gotta think okay wait so so match Mm -hmm. pof never again Woo. max husband was on pof as a married man I should have known. Girl, POF um, is a mess. So, match POF, um, Cupid. Okay, Cupid, yep. Been um, on that yep, one. that one. I tried Bumblebee, I think, for a day. Bumble, Bumble, yeah. Whatever the freak nick that is. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> um, I tried the freaking Facebook thing. What they, have fa- they have a Facebook dating thing. Facebook? Facebook does. A friend really? girl told me about it because she met her gentleman on there. Yeah, not is it is me. it a Facebook dating app? Yes, it's a so face- it's a different app than it's Facebook. A, it's, no, it's a well, no, I think it's a let's say it's a category. Let's call it a category, but it's a Facebook dating on Facebook. 
I did not know that. Yes, they have one. Try that. Yep, no, epic <laughs> fail. Um, I, I gotta, <laughs> now I got to Google that. No, don't Google it because then you're going to be in Then it might pop me up. Okay. Let it go. That's um, hilarious. Now I didn't even know Facebook had one. I, th- I think that's like, so I've tried, especially when, when I left Fayville to move to Charlotte, mm-hmm. you know, now I'm, I'm newly divorced yeah and my friend girls are like okay so you gotta find him in charlotte he's definitely gonna be in charlotte and they were hyping my head up oh man because it's always that like new location so it's like oh you're in oh, a you're new, new location. location sure you'll find him you'll get he gonna be there I have a, <laughs> uh, uh, so i'm gonna tell you about it i'm gonna tell you about two dates i went on okay so okay. Ooh, yes ooh, i'm curious because i'm wondering <laughs> I'm curious as to how bad yours were. Oh, but. they were bad. Okay. Okay. So, mm, mm, good God Almighty. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Might need a shot. Okay. So, one date outside of our race. Okay. Trying something new. Okay. Trying something <laughs> new. Okay. Because when you're out in these streets. Yeah. You d- now he I, still was a person of color. Okay, I think he was Indian, not Native American. Arabic, Indian, 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 yeah, Indian. Um, so we had met on the dating app. Decided we'd go for you know dinner. Okay, cool beans. Um, and so we went to this restaurant. The drinks sucked. Uh-huh. We both agreed the drinks sucked. So I had driven my own car there. He had driven his. So he was like, well, I think there's a better restaurant if we just drive up further. There might be a better restaurant for us to go to. <gasps> Excuse me. I said, okay, cool. Let's go. So he was like, well, do you want to ride with me? After the two drinks that we had drunk, I thought, okay, he's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't seem like he's going to chop me up and put me in the body bag. Yeah. So we're okay. We go to the new restaurant. We're in his car. He tries to kiss me. Jesus Christ. Sir, you tried it. Please don't do that. He was like, but I just thought, and I'm just telling you, that's a no. Yeah. That's that's a that's a no, right? So he said, so no kiss. I said, no, sir, no kiss. No. So then. You're still a technically a stranger. There ain't no darn technical. Yeah, like. You are. Yeah. Okay, and I said, um, no. Yeah. He tries again. I said, okay, I don't think he heard me the first time. But no means no. Yeah. No. Please don't do that. And so because I felt like he was uncomfortable, I stated, hey, if you're uncomfortable, we can end this right here. That is okay with me. Mm -hmm. I'm not offended. Just take me back to my car and we can go our separate ways. And he said, no, I'm not offended. I understand. I get it. Let's just go in this restaurant, have dinner, and we're good. Cool. We sit there. We have dinner. A few drinks. He says he's going to the bathroom. He never came back. No. Seriously. Left me at that restaurant far from my car and never came back. Oh, my gosh. That okay, yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> that's I'm terrible. not. I when I said I went on some terrible dates. Wow, terrible dates. 
next here in Charlotte. I'm not playing. Bad. That is wild. Horrific. Horrific. What is it about guys on first dates where they feel they need to kiss you? Don't touch me. Don't touch me. I, if it's a good date, I will give you a hug. I'll touch you, though. Why? Let me lead. Oh, because I'm the female. This was a great day. Like, oh, okay, well, you know, have a good evening. And if I'm going towards you for a hug, a hug. It is so weird how many dates I have gone on, first dates, where the guys have tried to kiss. And it, it don't even be moments where you want to kiss somebody. It's not, it's genuine. not it's not organic. It's not, it's not. I'm like, what were you feeling? Because oh, I damn sure what. I feel that, man. It's so weird that you mention that because I, I, I would say all of my terrible dates, there's always some instance where that happens, mm-hmm. where there's this kiss. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what are this you? It's not a Disney movie. It's not. This ain't Hitch. Like, no, no. And if it was Hitch, you're still doing it wrong. Because <laughs> like, this ain't it. Do it. That's. That's a that's a that's a that's a wild day. So the second one. Ooh. It's worse. <laughs> it's worse? It's worse. Oh my goodness. So <laughs> Ooh, this is bad. Okay. So met, met this gentleman. Mm. You know, it was it was my birthday week actually. Okay. I met him on my birthday. We were teaching and it was a teacher work day, and during my lunch break, I went to go get my car changed because it's homecoming week mm. got my oil changed because it's yes. homecoming week yes <laughs> so um as i'm exiting out of the i think it was walmart someplace um you know you just say hello but yeah. i was also a little giddy because it's my birthday that yeah day. i was turning like 30 it's a vibe you're this in I knew yes. dating at 30 was suck yeah because i turned <laughs> 30 <laughs> this day so um Walks up to me and said, so you didn't give me your number? And I said, oh, oh, shoot, Lord, um, sir, I don't know you. Right. Either way, you're smooth enough, you got him. Got the digits. He said, I would like to take you out for your birthday. Cool. So um, when I got back from homecoming, we went on a date, right? Um, and so when we went on the date, um, we first met at his apartment. He lived in a very nice uptown apartment. Okay. Um. He bought me my favorite bottle. I just seemed like, okay, we, we're off to a we're start. start. <laughs> Starting strong, young man, bottle. okay. Yes. <laughs> so we had a couple of drinks, and then the restaurant we were going to was in walkable distance to um, to his apartment. Okay. We went to his apartment. We're sitting down. I'm big on etiquette. Mm-hmm. Huge on etiquette. So wait, y'all walked y'all walked from his apartment to the to the restaurant. To the restaurant. Okay. Yes. Very nice, very nice restaurant. Okay. So we're sitting down, and um, I'm huge on etiquette. Mm-hmm. I was not ready to order. Still looking over the menu. Mm-hmm. Clearly, his black behind them been there before. Oh my. So he was like, "Oh, I know what I want." Okay. Waitress <laughs> looks at me, and was like. Right. Well, and I said, "Excuse me, ma'am." She said, "Okay." So I said, um, "Sir, but I don't know what I want." Yeah. She said, "Don't you ever stop me while I'm ordering my food again. You should be seen, not heard." 
I said, oh, you don't know me very well at all. I'm um, I'm not so one of those. He what? Yeah. I said, I'm not one of those. I'm not one of Where those. Where did they do that at? Because I'm not one of those. That's why I kept, I told him, I'm not one of those. No. Um, I have an opinion. And if I have an opinion, and I think it's etiquette, a lot of people don't order until everyone at Everyone's the table is ready. Everyone's ready to order. Peri- even Period. if it is your favorite said, restaurant. I understand that you're a teacher, but I'm up down with millionaires. So you don't know who I'm dying with. Wow. Um, so as does. the night goes on, it gets worse in conversation. That's how I'm going to sum that up. But mm-hmm. the, the icing on the cake. So I had on um, this lavender lipstick. Mm-hmm. He said, I bet you give good head. Am I going to get some? Oh, no. I said, wow. Oh. How do we get there? I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know <laughs> how we got there. <laughs> Because he looked at my lips and said they were beautiful. And he said, I, I hate when that's not a comp. Dear, the, dear so we went men. From the compliment. Dear men, for black women, complimenting our lips is not a compliment. Don't tell me my lips look sexy, juicy, big, any of those verbs because or we adjectives. Know. We know what you're talking about. It's stick with the smile. You have a beautiful smile and you can get away with that. Stop complimenting black women, specifically black women with full lips and talking about our lips. It's not a fucking compliment. It's not. It's just not. And I, I'm just want to set that straight, straight for 2020. Because we need, we need to I set, feel like we don't we say that. We actually need to set that straight for 2021. 21 too. I feel like that's something that specifically for us women, black women with full lips. lips. Yeah. That is something that I truly believe we don't say enough. I don't think that's something we've ever talked about. We We pass over it. That's not a compliment guys. I have guys who listen. It's not a compliment. It's not. And I'll I'll leave that at that. But wow. Okay. He said that. And I was like, yeah, no. Jesus. I said, that's not. You're, you're not getting a phone call after this. <laughs> Let alone. <laughs> you're that close you're, you're, to my you're mouth. You're getting blocked on the way to me going to wow. my car. So um, he said, so you evidently don't want me to pay for this meal. I said, and you evidently want to get your behind cuts clean out at this table. So, so from top to bottom, this ooh, seems like. So as we were walking, he called another woman and said, yeah, so my date didn't work. I'll be at my house in 20 minutes. Oh, so he was, at the end of the day, he was getting his dick sucked, period. <laughs> he, he just knew. But it was just a matter of but This is the thing. This was me being, trying to Jesus. be open-minded because he was nowhere near where I would go for. Mm. He wasn't even anything that I would check Didn't on. Did you like, know okay. Like from top to bottom. I, I only went on this because I'm thinking, okay. Something let's different. Let's try have an open mind. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And so, yep, yep, that's it. That's it. Chinese, <laughs> I don't think we're gonna that's make it an hour. We might need a part two. <laughs> that, because that's it. That's that's the one. It, it's something I would say. That's the flaw in this over thirty thing is that when you're dating, no matter Compromise what you're to coming who you want from, on your doggone list, and you're being open. It's okay. Now I will say this. Yeah, being open minded has gotten me on better dates this year. Okay. Di- not not not. Prior yeah. To this year, right? And I haven't been on many. I haven't been on many at all. Mm-hmm. But 
it's been better dates. It's allowed me to also continue to practice okay. in what I may like and don't like. Mm-hmm. So with that, it's and real quick, mm-hmm. men, please don't think women are on dates to get free meals. Oh, uh, girl, you're shaking the table. You're shaking the table. I don't need you to pay for my meal. You're shaking the table. We can go go damn Dutch if you like. You're shaking the table because one of my, there's like five pet peeves I have on social media sometimes, right? Yes, you do. One of my pet peeves on social media is that. You know, oh, they out here trying to get free meals and da da. Nigga, I'm over thirty. I make good money. I can pay for your meal. Don't do that. Um, but if I choose a restaurant, I would never try to go somewhere that's out of my budget. And again, I am blessed because I don't even know what your budget, my budget is. is. Hello? And I don't want you to get embarrassed. Let's be clear. There will always be a card you. and a backup card for me personally. Don't worry about that. But you know, as I'm not single, out here for as no a free meal. Parent, I get a lot of bad. Mm. Bad stigmas from that. Um, there was a post um, stung a little bit mm-hmm. of black men saying why they would not date black women with children. Wow. Do you mind? I'm, I'm curious. Uh, it was black women are only dating black men with children because they don't because they have food stamps or black men are only dating black women. Black women are only dating black men with children. Because they uh, don't have food stamps. It was one of those. It was we, because the father of our children is sorry. Um, because we can't pay our own bills. Because Ooh. we can't raise our sons. And when I was reading these things, I'm thinking, wow. I've, never, I've never asked any man. Any, any man. And I've been blessed. I've been yeah. blessed to be, this, to be this type of woman. Yeah. Um, thanks to me having an amazing father where he's made, he instilled in me. Don't you ever, yeah. if you have to ask a man for anything, you come you to ask me. me. Yeah, absolutely. Period. And so I've never had to ask a man for nothing. And for me also, if you cannot beat what my dad do for me mm-hmm. and my dad can do a hell of a lot. If you cannot beat what my dad do, you, you're not, no. Mm-hmm. I, I've always felt, I, I was raised in a single parent household. It's just been me and my mom. Right. And I've always felt, the. Cha- I would always think the challenge for guys dating women, it's got to be dating women who have good fathers. Because we, any we woman who has a good yeah, father, you realize that's a probably an insurmountable mountain you're ever going to get over. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt it's funny you talk about those stigmas because I've always felt the stigma because I don't have a, my, my dad wasn't in my life is this Mm. idea that I have some desperate daddy issues or desperate man in my life issues. But I think with, with men, um, and people in general need to realize that some of us who may not have grown up with a father in our lives did not grow up with our dad. Mm-hmm. Does not mean we did not grow up with father figures. Correct. I grew Correct. up with a lot of father figures. Mm-hmm. My uncles, my uncles who were married into my family, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. oldest cousin, those were men who were in my life who set a certain standard that you cannot. So don't, that's one thing I've always, I've gotten actually, it's interesting. Like, you know, we, we went into those sigmas 
that is crazy, those thoughts. Because I think to myself, bad. Like growing up from a single mom, I'm like, who thinks this way? Like, where did they and find y'all? Where did y'all? you get this from? And, yeah, and where did, when where did I it tell come you from? the the stigmas that a lot of men have when it comes to women who have who are who are single mothers? Mm-hmm. It's really bad. It's really bad. And so yeah, black women time, in general, black out, women in general, out, out make more in their salaries than a lot of single black men and single black men with kids are again. Our ratio and how much we make is not equivalent to white women. We know that white women make more on the dollar. We know white and men honestly, do, but we're not asking you to make more. What? What? Hell, I, some what of us I, just want you to make what we make. Uh, right. Just or, meet me <laughs> or, be a, or be a good man. Mm, look at that. me. Look at me. Don't look at me as a single mom. Mm-hmm. That is a part of who I am. Yes, because my kids will always come first. Absolutely. But you have to. Look at me as the person. Because mm-hmm. if you understand me as the person, I'm not the women that you may have dated in the past. Because yeah. one, you need to look at why you're dating or attracting those women. Hello. If though, And that's what I've always felt. Guys who dog women, oh, well, these girls are out here just trying to get the free meal and all that stuff. To, to me, I'm thinking, well, why are you, why you, you attracting you, hungry girls? Yeah, but you, <laughs> hungry you broke are, girls. No, but you, no, not even that. You went after the ones that look like the ones on TV. Why? Those women. Why you want to make sure that that they get your pockets? Period. Regular women, we just want to go on a nice date. Because remember, there are more black women who are graduated from college. There are more of us out here. There are more black black women have more degrees. Black women have. There are more black female entrepreneurs out here. So it's interesting that stigma. Even even being a single mom, divorce, whatever. To me, I'm thinking. Black women as a whole are I'm holding sure it you. down. So I've, anything, I've, I've, I've seen those. And, and I'm just like. If anything, you want someone like us. <laughs> Hello? And, and this is the thing because as black That's women. That's not what the rappers are showing you. But funny is most of them rappers are with strong black right. women who carry them anyways. But we're not going to go down that road. <laughs> but and, and at the end of the day, because no matter where we are as black women, we still want you. Mm. Mm. We still choose you. Interesting. Um, and that and that's prevalent. Yes, we have some sisters that that date some some and marry some gorgeous white men and outside their race. Do you think you could? I mean, um, outside of that trash ass Indian dude. Yeah, right. Cause <laughs> trash. No. Um, the reason why I can't. You know, unless I did a pod like um, on what was what was the oh show? Uh, on um, Netflix. Uh, yeah, Blonde, I was gonna say Date is a Blonde. Uh, Love is Blind. Love is Blind. Yeah, unless I was on something like that, which I would not be on yeah. because I have kids. Yeah, um, Cameron is the asterisk for everybody. Cameron I, is the he's, he's the, the asterisk. asterisk. <laughs> he's the asterisk because you know I could be someone like his wife. Mm. I could I could be like like because she grew up the same way. Yeah, black her dad don't play on his own yeah. stuff. Mother is the same way and. Then you are love is blind with a white man mm-hmm. who's a scientist. <laughs> um, and the thing is, I love what I loved about that, and I, I and I always say Cameron and I, I'm talking about Cameron is the asterisk because 
he's one with his whiteness. He's not trying no. to be anything. No. He's not an she's M&M. not. She's not trying to be no, anything. They, they're, they're just true. They're authentic selves. They are, and they they to me, I feel like both of them were unapologetically in their skin. Yes, and they knew. What yeah, they we're wanted. we're we're gonna have issues, but. We knew we wanted love. Love was really bond. Love, but love made in their it, instance, it work. It, it made it work. And, and so, but I think he's the asterisk for yes, a lot of women. Is. But so, I'm curious if you yeah, would date outside of here. I cannot. Really? Okay. I, and the reason why is because unless I do something like love is blind, mm-hmm. where I find an asterisk, um, I just don't see no one taking my my blackness and and understanding it mm. in its truest form. And also, I don't want to do a disservice to my kids. Interesting. I you might want them going a little. I want them to see that black love does exist. Okay. I want them to see that. Um, I want my son to see because mm-hmm. he's being raised in a in a in a very social media outgoing, mm. straight in your face of what love is supposed to be. Yeah. And a lot of times, it doesn't exist with someone that looks like me and I'm his mother. Mm. And for me, where I have, my older brothers have chosen um, to date women outside of our race, and they both have married women who are not black. Mm-hmm. Um, and my nieces and nephews, I love them dearly, but they're not black. Yeah, I only have one, and that was a mistake. Um, so for me, it's a matter of, uh, I have two kids, and I want my daughter to understand and how loving it could be in a black man's arms and feel protected and, and provided for. Mm. Wow. I think that's important. And I want my son to know that he can be the black man. He could be the exception. Ooh. And you can be a black man over an amazing black family because it's possible. Mm. Um, and this is why I want to give black love a try. Wow. No matter what. No matter what. You know, I I struggle with that. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I struggle. I can see you dating outside I of sh- our race, though, though. <laughs> like, I can't see me doing it's it. But I can definitely see Shanice popping up on social media. You know, and I'm being the next Kiki Palmer where people are feeling like her ass is now colonized. But you, to me, you choose where your heart is. Now, ultimately, because yeah. God doesn't see a race. Absolutely. So you choose where your heart is. I, I, but the, the, reason, the, the reason why I say I struggle with it is because I will say for me, some of my hiccups, if you will, in dating has been that the online dating didn't work oh, for me. No. It was absolutely horrible. horrible. I've, I've done thing. more apps than you. And I paid for one. Oh, yes. I paid I, for I one. I paid for one. I paid for eHarmony. Yes, I did it. too. You did? Yes. <laughs> eHarmony and Match.com. I forgot those two. Yes, I did. I paid. Yes. And and it's funny, I talked to Roy about it in a little more depth than the other one, but I, I paid and I took the time. I think I did like a thousand questions. Like I really took the time in it and because I've had so little success, um, I'm better in person and I started dating a lot of people that we went to college with and that was such a, a blow up in my face. Now that I know because I have to be of the world, like I ha- it has to be in person and, and, and as I travel and stuff, I do generally end up attracting guys who are not black. Oh. Um, especially when I, I tra- especially when I traveled to Canada um, and did that, it was primarily white boys. Um, and, and even when I, I've traveled outside the country, I generally don't attract, weirdly, outside the United States, I don't really attract black guys. Yeah. Um, when I'm here, I do. I get a mix. I, I, I really do. But 
I struggle because with black men, particularly, um, and I might have shared this, but in the <laughs> coming to Central, I felt I didn't stack up to what a black woman should look like. Oh, got it. And I didn't feel like I fit in with the idea of, of what a black should woman should be, yeah. should look like. Yeah. And then as I got older, it became, you know, we're all navigating this differently because I'm also navigating guys who have kids. I'm navigating guys who were, mar- were married. I'm navigating the the forever bachelor who just wants to have fun and friends with oh, benefits. Yeah. Ain't nobody doing that no more. Um, you know, I'm 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 navigating these these interesting waters now that we're over thirty and I I am all for black love and I'm pro black love, but I've n- I just I also wasn't raised in the mindset of just like that's it. So mm-hmm. I have been very open outside of it, but I was really it's a very interesting take that you have as a mother. Mm-hmm. Um because I do think that's important. Yeah. Because I, 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 I would think that as a child, you have to look at your parents' Because yes, you th- your kids, just like you looked at your parents' I relationships. I did. I did. They're going to look at yours. Correct. And as, you know, like you said, for me, as if I were raising a black boy, the biggest thing would be black love. Because I would want my black son to bring home his black queen when he goes to his HBCU. <laughs> and, you know, there are certain things I would want for my, just like I want for my nephew. I'm like, I want him to go to, to, my, to my university. I want him to experience certain things, even my younger cousins. I'm like, I want them to go to HBCUs. Even Period. one of my cousins who are mixed, like my Period. uncle's wife is white. I'm like, I still want their, I still want you to go to an HBCU because yes, you you're mixed, but it. you are black. You're you know, black. you need the black it's, experience. It's, it's, period. You need the black experience. And so there's there's a part of our culture I think is very important for the youth to and be able a to see. Part of our culture that's depict of what they may see on on television. Yeah. Or what they may see or hear from the news or especially with everything that's going on. Yeah. When it comes um, to the black community, there's a part of our culture that's very rich. Absolutely. It's a part of our culture that is uh, profound, um, that we've worked hard for, and um, we're culture. Absolutely. We're the, you know, my thing is, I've always felt with certain rappers, specifically, <laughs> it really came to light with 2 Chains. I like 2 oh, Chains. Oh, I love 2 Chains. I love me some 2 I Chains. I love 2 Chains. And when I found out who his wife was and how they met and their story, I was like, we need more of that. We need so many more of these, these giants in hip-hop and entertainment to, to, to put that, that narrative a little bit more on the forefront. I still love get, to change, and I, I don't think he's done a disservice in any way, shape, or form. I'm either. not trying to say that. But with his wife and how they met, and there's, I'm like, that needs to be the narrative because our boys need to see that. Yeah, because this is the thing. We see the Cosby's. Mm. We see uh, the Barack's, and I will forever love them. And I wonder, um, like, do our kids have that? Like, I don't. feel like we grew up on, like, the Cosby's Family but Matters, also, but even, Fresh Prince. Not even that. We can say one on one. One, yeah. Say, we can say half and half. Yes. We can say Moesha. Moesha. We can say sister and sister, even though they did not and were not a couple. But I thought that was a big cohesive family. It, 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 it was a cohesiveness. Yeah. It was a cohesiveness, and so I think 
what the 90s brought, which the generation after us is so lacking. Yeah. Is understanding culture. I'm going to give you another one. Gullah Gullah Island. Remember Ooh, that? And remember we were life. And we, yeah, but remember we, when we talk about like shows and what we had. And that's culture. I'm talking about us 80s babies uh-huh. who had that from the 80s and 90s and the early 2000s. We had a very strong cultivation of black family. Yes, we did. Even, even the idea of a black village. Because you think about family matters. You mentioned that. That wasn't just a black family. That was a village. They, a village. Steve was People the neighbor, was but he in. was sister. We, sister is another one. That was a village go, show. But we can also go, and we shouldn't have watched this in as a chill as a child. We shouldn't have watched this. So food though. Yeah. So but those were village shows. Like I think a lot of times we forget that there was a village it mentality, went, took, that village it, family. It went back to how things were before our grandparents yeah and great-grandparents lineage yeah and i'm curious if kids nowadays have they don't have what it. their equivalent you know why is they don't have it? <laughs> because in their their mamas mm. or or parents or the within the community itself states don't touch my child mm. don't, don't talk to my child you can't correct my child but whether i knew your child or not back in the day mm-hmm I was allowed to say something because they were out of line. Absolutely. Because I'll tell you this. I grew up in a very village mentality. Um, Me too. Me too. And, and none of my, like I said, I grew up with my uncle. So I, I had my uncles, my cousins. So I've always had that male figure. But none of them ever put their hands on me. No. To not to correct, they didn't have to do not, that to They didn't have to me. do that. Right. And I think what's beautiful about being able to have those images. And like I said, you talked about, a, you know, with your son and your daughter and what you want them to see. To me, I always worry about these kids. I'm like, what are those images they're getting? I love that you're setting that up for your your kids to see. Or at least I'm trying to, Lord. Yeah. Um, so, and and that's why I date with a purpose. Mm. Within the last year, um, watching Michael Todd's relationship goes in Crazy Faith series has. I haven't watched. Is that ooh. is that on YouTube or yes, I'm not Lord. familiar. Yes, okay. Lord. Yes. Lord. Okay. It has transformed my life. And I didn't watch all 21 of his sermons. I only had to watch the first 10. Okay. Because it plays into your everyday life. Okay. Right? But the relationship goes, I read the book, and I watched the series. Right? And so what, what it transformed in my life is for me to serve in my singleness for me. To make mm. sure that I am doing all, while you're single, mm-hmm. what are you doing that God is asking for you to do while you're single? You're not, not looking for the next man. I'm not doing that. Okay. Because this is why I said in the beginning, I'm toasting to for us making sure that we're serving in our singleness in an amazing way. But also that when it's time that we are in the right place at the right time for the right person. Mm. And that can mean for a job. Yep. That can mean with friendship, but also it also means for our our future spouse. Mm. Because in the midst of me dating in my singleness, I'm not worried about what man that God has created for me. Mm. Okay. Because at the same time, I am making sure I do all that I'm supposed to do to be prepared to be at the right place at the right time for my husband. Yes. That I will say that I do agree with in, in all of this singleness. There are times when I, I tell people, there are times when I'm actively dating mm-hmm. and there are times mm-hmm. when I'm actively in myself yes, yes. <laughs> because there is a lot that I've been presented with and I've been blessed with uh-huh. 
and I but I've worked hard to get correct where I am right now. Correct. Um, and in that hard work and that push and that perseverance to get to where I am right now, I know that outside of everything I'm doing, I am still actively working to be the best me, mm-hmm. the best me in this single moment, because I know he is out there. Yes. And so what that consists of, it's not about, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that I've been working on myself and starting new things, mm-hmm. but it, it goes all the way down to the smallest thing. Do I have room in my bed for you? Mm. I'm going to tell you this. When it comes to my bed, I sharing that space is a hell of a lot more sacred over 30 than it was over 20. Oh, I'm yes. not going to sit here and but, lie. But what I'm also saying <laughs> is, as as me juggling two toddlers, yeah. am I making sure my house is clean Whew. for my husband? Yeah. Am I practicing making sure that meals are cooked at least two or three times a week? Mm-hmm. So it's those things. While Can I add, am I ready to share? Am I ready to share? Because my closet, you got to find your own. This no. space. I, and the reason why I say share, it, and I, I want to be very direct when it comes to sharing, um, and I talked to Romeo about this a few weeks back, because me personally, I have been single, I'm childless, but I have been single and in this space, this independent for so space for so mm-hmm. long. Mm-hmm. To share this space is big yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. It didn't used to be that big because remember, if we were in our twenties, hell, most anybody of us had roommates. Home. Yeah, anybody <laughs> we can come over. We had yeah. roommates. We had people crashing. <clears throat> we, you know, I, I was in situationships. I had friends. All of these little, I had all of these little things in my twenties. So sharing my space was nothing. Mm-hmm. It, it was nothing. But now, to be in my space for me to let you in that threshold of this door. It's, it's, a, it's, a big it's, deal. Big, it's way bigger it's a now big deal. than it used to be then. And that's what happens after 30. Yeah. We're not oh. so free to let you in our space. No. It, it's it's very few. It's very rare, especially even just in the very basics of dating. I would invite you over. If you invite me over to your house, maybe. Ooh, I'm it's your house. But, but my, my house? house? No. No. You're, you're everybody's not getting the invitation no. to come into my house because no. this is my space this is my sanctuary Solitude. this is my so it's 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 funny you say that because no but you have to think about those things absolutely when, when you're serving in your singleness are you prepping yourself as a wife mm. you say you want to be one but you're not doing the necessary things to be one absolutely that's a big that's a real thing that's, that's real very thing. real so I want to, as we close this out, because I, we've talked so much, and Woo! as always, we can keep going. Uh, I, I I always like to end with this question. What And you talked a little bit about it. You touched on it a bit earlier, but I am curious. Now that you are over 30 and you're in this beautiful space, uh-huh. what would you tell your 20-something year old self? What advice would you give your 20-something-year-old self? Like you said, if, she, if she's sitting right there beside you. <laughs> she is sitting next to me. It would be Ja. Um, take your time. Mm. There's nothing that you're rushing for that is that won't be there later. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> I, it, because I was about to take a sip, but I had to say, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um, no, but wow. seriously, though. 
because what's meant for you is meant for you. And, yes. and no one could take that away from you. Enjoy every moment, every minute, every second, every hour, every day, um, because you only get it once. Mm. <laughs> you only get it once. And so to my 20 somethings, that's a word right there. She's yeah, telling y'all something I'm, that's I'm, real. You know, I just, you know, it, when it comes, word. it comes. Now. Yeah. When it comes, it comes. But, but I would have to tell myself that because even though I had an old soul then, mm. I never tapped into it like I should have. Okay. And I just wish that I did. Mm. And so if I could tell John then, take your time. What's meant for you will be for you. Mm -hmm. Don't rush it. Oh, I think that's, that's it right there. Don't, Don't rush, rush it. Take your time. Take your time. Be in the moment. Yeah. Don't over plan it. Don't overthink it. What is will be. What be what what it will be is what it is. Yep. That's just that is what, what I is. would give my twenty Your something. Your twenty something old self. That is it. That's so powerful. That's so beautiful. I have no add-ons for that. That that that's the mic drop of it, right? That it, that was beautiful. And thank you. I want to say thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for um giving us some gems you gave a lot of good gems tonight a lot of snaps <laughs> a, a lot of a lot of ahas um <laughs> and I, I really appreciate you coming on like i said i was beyond excited and and shared that excitement because you have so much so much to give and i think that you're not only just an awesome mother but just an awesome person thank you Period. And I, I, I want to be able to say that, but I appreciate you so much coming on and, sh and sharing and we can do this more. It's okay that you're, you're moving and on to, oh, no, to bigger be and better, but we're, we're going to, we're going we're gonna, to, we're going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a part two, but I thank you so much for being here. And this is dating over 30 sucks, a podcast. You can find us on Instagram and that is dating over 30 sucks. The number 30 sucks on Twitter, we are dating over the number 30 SUX <laughs> on Twitter. This has been a great episode. I am so honored to have you, Jahara. Thank you so much thank for you, being here. Bye. What is this is what is the name of this? Bird dog peach. Bird this dog peach. It's brown. Even though I'm not a big brown person, I do love a good brown drink. Mm -hmm. I let's toast to what do you want to toast to? Let's toast to being amazing in our singleness mm -hmm. and prospering to whoever God has called us to be, that it be at the right time, yep. at the right place. For the right person. Absolutely. Cheers. To the good faith. Cheers to that.